So now we'll discuss the halachas of eating in shul. Now this question could come up in various scenarios. Number one, can there be a candy man in shul giving lollipops out to all, all the kids and they're going to be eating in shul? Is that, a, is that good chinuch to give out candy in shul? Can a shul have a shalashudis, a kiddush, a tikkun? Uh, can someone come to shul with his coffee in the morning and drink it, you know, while he's getting ready for davening? Can someone take out a safer and learn while eating their lunch in the back of shul? So this question is found in the Gemara. The Gemara tells us that but the and it says one cannot eat or drink inside a base So it seems like open and shut case, the Gemara Megillah says one is not allowed to eat in shul. There is a heter, the Gemara over there says that Rava says and their Talmidim are allowed to eat. So, but we'll get back to this in a moment. The, there's another Gemara. The Gemara Psachim discusses the concept of making Kiddush in Shul. That they used to make Kiddush in a Beis HaKnesses Friday night. And Toysfis, on the spot, asks what all the Rishonim ask. How could you make Kiddush Friday night? Based on the assumption that people are going to eat in the Shul, they're going to have their meals in Shul, how are they allowed to eat in Shul? So forget about the whole Shiloh of making Kiddush in Shul. How could people eat their Friday night suda in, in the shul? So Taisa's answer is that although the Gemara refers to it as Kiddush Bebesaknasas, it doesn't mean that Kiddush act that the meal took place in the shul proper, in the main sanctuary. It was just in the shul building. Very often you'll see, like by an invitation for a Shayrabrachis or something, or a by mitzvah, that Kiddush is in shul following Dominic. So depending on the shul, it could mean it's in the shul building. It's in the shul hall, but it's referred to as, oh, Kiddush will take place in shul. So that's what the, the Taisha says, that when the Gemara talks about Kiddush, it did not take place in the main sanctuary, it was just in the building. That is one way to answer it, but according to Taisha, one would not, allow, one would not be allowed to eat their Shabbos Suda in shul. The Smag argues, the Smag says, no, the Gemara is literal in the basic Knesset, so why, in fact, is there not an issue of eating in shul? So the Smag says, because this is a Suda's Mitzvah, Suda Shabbos is a Suda Mitzvah, and any time there's a Suda Mitzvah, one is allowed to eat in shul. The Yerushalmi has a shaila in the beginning of Psachim. Does a shul require one to do bedikas chametz in the shul? If you look at the Yerushalmi there, it's mashma that the discussion is based on this: Can one eat a Suda Mitzvah in the shul? And therefore, if you do eat in shul, so one would have to do bedikas chametz on that shul before Pesach. That is the sheet of the smag, that Sudas Mitzvah is mutter. Many of the places can go with the smag. If you look at the Karen Ladavid, he was a Dayan in Satmer, pre-war Satmer. So he has a truth and he says that a lot of things are should be included, a siyam, a sechta, a, uh, a tikkun for yard site. All these things are all considered Sudas Mitzvah, which is a stretch, but he is being very makel, and he goes with the smag, that anytime there's a Sudas Mitzvah, one is allowed to, to consume, to eat food in shul. The Maram Chalava on the... Uh, on the Gemara Psachim, it's one of the famous Rishonim that we, we learn. If you learn Psachim in Yeshiva, you learn the Maram Chalava. So he says that the, it's not just because it's a Sudas Mitzvah, even if it's not a Sudas Mitzvah. Anything that's, anything that's a uh, Tzarchei Rabim is mutter in the Shul, maybe that is elevated to a, to a Sudas Mitzvah. Or we could say that a Shul, part of being a Shul is that there's community functions that go on there. So any Suda that's Tzarchei Rabim, and in this situation, the Basic Ness says Friday night, they would have meals for the Aniyim. So that is the Geder of Tzorche Rabim. And the Maram Chalava says one is allowed to eat their Suda in Shul if it's a Tzorche Rabim. Okay. 
So I just want to point out that there's a difference between yesterday's discussion and today's discussion. Yesterday we spoke about sicha, schmoozing, and many of the achronim put sicha in the category of kalos reish. When it comes to achila, vishtia, eating and drinking, it's not really kalos reish. An example, a proof to this, Ratsi Pesach Frank writes, that one is not allowed to have kalos reish with a tefillin on. You can't have kalos reish when you're wearing tefillin. However, you're allowed to eat achilas aray. You can eat achilas aray. You, have, you could have a snack with your tefillin on. Perhaps today you shouldn't do that because you're wearing your tefillin for 20 minutes. Maybe it's better to not eat with your tefillin on. But halachically, one is definitely allowed to have an achilas aray with their tefillin on. So clearly, achila is not in the same category as kalos reish. So yesterday we wanted to say a chiddush, that sichas chun would not be kalos reish either, and it should still be mutter, if you built a shul on a tnai, we said that would be a shayla, and we wanted to differentiate between sichas chun and sicha betela. Sicha betela is really kalos reish, talking about narishkaiten, but sichas chulin of business, perhaps that would not be uh, considered kalos reish. And if you made a tanai in the shul, perhaps that would work. But everyone agrees that achila is not considered a, a uh, not everyone, but, but according to the Hartzvi, he's saying if we consider achila not a kalos reish, so then everybody would agree that if you make a tanai and you go with the arzarua, that tonight works Yeshuvah, this is yesterday's discussion that tonight works even when the shul is functioning so then halachli you would be allowed to eat in a shul if it was built on a tonight so most shuls when they build it unless they have a beautiful hall and they have kiddush rooms so most uh, shuls you know in our world are built with a tonight that we're going to eat here we're going to have shalashah this year we're going to have I don't know ni'ilah sachag whatever appropriate siyumim brisim many shuls most shuls are built with the condition that they're going to use the shul even for meals even for uh, shul functions and you would say they would even use it even if it's not a suda mitzvah let's say someone wants to make a uh, I don't know upsharon it's not necessarily a suda mitzvah or other times community get-togethers which aren't necessarily suda mitzvahs let's say a tuba shvatish so still, all these things would be included in Tzorchei Rabbim and in perhaps Sudas Mitzvahs as well. So as long as you built it on a Tanai, even though a Tanai probably doesn't work for, for Sicha Batela and even Sicha Schun, we have to make a Chiddush, that, that it works. But for Achila, Vishtia, the Tanai would work. Let's move on to the Halacha of Tamid Chacham. So the Gemara says that Rava says that Chacham and the Tamidim Mutarm. The Chacham and the Tamidim, they are allowed to eat and drink in a shul. And the Shulchan Aruch puts in Midoichak only when there's no choice. What does Midoichak mean? They, it will be bitul tar for them to leave the base medrash in order to eat. Comes the Ramah. The Ramah says V'yish Aimrim the base medrash. If we're talking about an actual base medrash and not a base haknesses, a base medrash afilu shaloi Midoichak shari. It's always mutter for a Talmud Chacham and Talmidayim and those learning. Anyone who's learning is allowed to eat in a. In a base medrash, so it comes out that most of our shuls are built like bata knesiyos and bata midrashos. We have shiurim there; people have chavrusas there. So, if a person is learning in shul, you're allowed to drink your coffee, you're allowed to eat your your snack. That would not be a problem because that'll be mutter. Um, uh, even shaloimi doichik, since you're learning, that's a base medrash. According to the Ramah, it is mutter. What what should be thought about? and perhaps we'll discuss this more on Shabbos, that there are times when people are not necessarily eating in shul for tzarchi mitzvah or 
An example is children eating candy in shul. So it depends. Some kids are eating it so that they could listen and, and just pay attention. But if, some, if, if a child comes to shul and just eats, and they're not using the shul for any kedusha, is that mutter? Is that allowed? So maybe we'll discuss this on Shabbos, what exactly people rely on. Another question is, let's say a person is drinking their coffee before they come to shul. So, uh, so in the morning, they're drinking their coffee, and now... They have a little bit left. It's too hot to finish in one gulp. So they're slowly sipping it as they are unfolding their talus and getting ready for davening. So the coffee is not helping them daven. The coffee is not helping. I mean, it's not helping them daven right now. It's not helping them learn. They're just waiting for it to cool off. So they, they happen to be in shul. So is one allowed to do that as well? Now, you have to go back into the Tanai. What was the Tanai of the Shul? The Tanai of the Shul is that we could eat and drink here. So perhaps you could drink coffee there. You could drink, you could eat candy there. But if it's only that we're only being mekel, midoichik, that I have no choice, or because I'm a Tamar Chacham and I'm learning, or Tamidei, and even the students are allowed to eat, but that's only when it's helping your learning. I'm not learning here. Uh, it's just the coffee's too hot, and I want to be p- part of Shul, and I want to stand outside. So perhaps that would only be mutter if the shul was in fact built on a tanai that one could eat and drink in the shul.